Eat, drink, smoke. Where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Tony Katz. It's just me right now. Because I wanted to talk Dave Chappelle and everyone's talking Dave Chappelle, which I actually think is a really good thing. But I think it's wrong to think that you have to think he's a good comic as opposed to engaging the subject matter that he's talking about. It's a mistake that's going on in a bunch of places about Dave Chappelle. He's got a new special on Netflix called Sticks and Stones. And, I, and I've watched the special. Right? I, I've, I've made sure that I checked it. I actually checked it again. Uh, for the most part, I think it's good. I laughed more than I didn't. That doesn't mean that I laughed at everything. It also doesn't mean that Dave Chappelle is some kind of conservative hero or some kind of a free speech hero. That's not it. Because a lot of people are focused on this conversation uh, that he's having about how people that he has to entertain are looking for ways to be offended by things he's doing to entertain people. Right, and he and he tells this this joke, right? That uh, uh, he 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 does it. He says he's doesn't doing impressions. He's gonna do impressions, and it's the impression uh, that he does of this guy saying, uh, uh, "If you ever do anything wrong in your life, I'm gonna find something. I'm gonna find it, no matter when it happened, whether it was 15 or 20 years ago. And then I'm totally gonna ruin your life with it." And he's like, "Okay, now who is that impression?" Um, and for whatever reason, and he does it in a in a voice. I'm not sorry. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do the impression of Chappelle doing the impression. That's just that's way too meta. Uh, and he he does this. Uh, he's like, okay, well, who who do you think that's an impression of? And some people for some reason are yelling out Trump, right? Because they figure everything's about Trump, which is in and of itself a pretty interesting story. And he's like, no, 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 that that that's you. That's what the audience sounds like to me because you're the worst people I've ever tried to entertain in my life. And he says it with a lot more colorful language than I do on the podcast, at least. And he's right. The society that says, if you do or say anything we don't agree with, we're going to try and destroy you. As, as I've talked about on radio, and I've got an article out, uh, the, the Tao of Dave Chappelle. You can find it at TonyCats.com. I think I have a different headline for, for there. Um Everything you say and do can and will be used against you in the court of public opinion. Right? I've been saying that for forever. Because, well, certainly since, you know, the, the, the world of social justice, certainly since the world of, of Me Too, certainly since all of these uh, kinds of things. Uh, because the objective is to destroy you. The objective is to destroy you. That's, that's unfortunately what's going on. You, you have the, the woke class, right? Woke are people who believe that they are better than you. They, they are your betters. It's a new way of saying the elites. You know, they originally wanted to be people who are aware. They're woke. They know what's happening. No, no, no. They're people who want to claim to know more than you in order to subjugate you. That's, that's what they do. They don't actually know more than you. Representative Ocasio-Cortez does not know more than you. Now, there may be a subject to which she has more information than you, but the idea that on an average scale, right, if you if you were to take some, some graph and plot the XY coordinates, that Representative Ocasio-Cortez is smarter than you, smarter than me, smarter than we, smarter than us, that's just not the case. That, is, that isn't the case. We know this to be true. So why would we ever think someone like her or somebody on Twitter who doesn't use their real name or, or, or somebody else is somehow uh, allowed to have dominion over us? 
That's a nonsensical thing to do. The people who want to use your past to destroy you, as opposed to you learning from your past and getting better from it, those people seek to have dominion over you. They so they, they seek to control you. And when they feel it necessary, they will destroy you with it. The things that you have done. The Me Too movement has like this great, great opportunity to be great, or it did. Right. People who are abusing power for for sexual opportunity. I have no problem with uh, somebody who said you either, you know, uh, sleep with me or you're out of a job. I have no problem with that person dealing with the consequences of those actions. But it's way different than what Louis C.K. did. Now, the argument made about Louis C.K. and and I love that Chappelle gets into this. Right. Because people are very angry with the comedian Louis C.K. Louis C.K. liked to please himself while women watch, right? And he would ask, hey, do you mind if I do this? And some some women, and who were comics, uh, let him do it, but felt like they couldn't not let him do it because he was Louis C.K., and maybe it would cost them their, 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 their career. Uh, now, he's never said that if he didn't do this, you know, I was going to end your career for you, right? And I don't get me wrong. It could be seen as like a really weird thing. Maybe it is a really weird thing. Maybe it is a really weird thing like to be like so scattershot with, hey, just w- watch this, right? That's a, that's a peculiarism for sure. But there was, there was nobody saying that, you know, like he's like, uh, you know, do this or, or, or you're fired. And, and, you know, there's a question about whether or not there's, there's a difference. And, and Chappelle has done this joke before. Like, honestly, if this is what you can't handle, you know, maybe, maybe you're too soft for this, you know? And, and this is me saying it. Maybe it's just not the career path for you. When, when Charlie Rose, that was the guy who was on CBS, and he would do the one-on-one show, right? Uh, and it, for, I think it was for PBS for like a million years. Supposedly he would get out of the shower while he was, uh, you know, producers are there, and he's working on things, and he's on the road, and he'd walk around naked. You mean not one female producer said, put on your pants. What the hell's wrong with you? No one? Don't, I, don't, I, have, I can't believe that. I don't, maybe there are women out there who were like, oh, I can't say anything. In today's world, you can say anything you want. Certainly you could tell somebody to put on your pants. That's, that's a pretty, <laughs> I think that's pretty standard and basic. If you can't do that, my goodness. My goodness, what, what, what kind of society is it? Right. So he, so I've seen Chappelle get into this and I agree with this, this idea of, of, of weakness versus strength almost in that. All right. It may be peculiar. It may be odd. You may not like it, but it isn't going. It, it shouldn't destroy who you are. That part is 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 very, very true. Now, it could have an effect on Louis C.K., it could have an effect on Charlie Rose, especially if they were saying, well, if you're not okay with this, well, then, all right, you're, you're out of a job. I don't have any problem with that. I, I don't know if anybody necessarily does have a problem with that. But if you, let's say it wasn't as egregious as either one of those two things, you just asked a coworker out on a date. Let's say you were on a date and you thought it was going well and you leaned in for the kiss and she was like, whoa, that should be used against you and destroy you and everything else? He talks about Kevin Hart in the in the special, and Kevin Hart just had that that car accident. I really wish him well. My God, I don't I don't know the dude. Never met the dude. Uh, everything I hear, you know, super nice guy, super good guy. I I I don't know, um, but I'll take people's words for it. But like he wanted to host the Oscars and got the opportunity to host the Oscars, but he had four tweets in his past or a handful of tweets 
where he made some kind of gay joke, and 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 Chappelle talks about this, and you should see it. So again, I, I don't want to have to do the, the the jokes for you, but the point is. If the guy was volunteering at hospitals or giving to hospitals or doing this charity thing or doing that for somebody else, but he had four errant tweets, that's enough to keep you from hosting the Oscars? What kind of society do we want? And really, do we want those people to win? I don't want those people to win. I don't want those people in charge. I don't want them anywhere around you and me. And we. I don't want them around my kids. I don't want them having any say whatsoever so this this the the way i put it the Tao of dave Chappelle, i have to admit it's not something that we all haven't said he just he did it funnier right he did he did it in a in a, in a better way and, and may or maybe he just had the moment where it got the hook right i mean not where it got hooked off stage but rather hooked into uh, a a kind of a culture hook he got in because the amount of people on the political left who are so mad at Dave Chappelle, oh, he's just not funny. Oh, it's just shock value. Oh, he's 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 jumped the shark. Or whatever. Why? Why? It's 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 like with all comics, you you like it or or, or you don't. If you've ever seen Joe Rogan uh, triggered, which is a special on Netflix, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely positively exceptional. At the end of Triggered, he does the inner monologue of the demons in Caitlyn Jenner's head. And I think the most amazing part about that is that he refers to them as demons. I mean, he does a whole thing perched on a bar stool. You have to see it. It's it's just just amazing. And at one moment before he gets into that, he talks about you know I'm sorry I can't accept the idea that Caitlyn Jenner is beautiful. You know you can't you can't sell me on that. You know what am I going to tell uh, my my daughter when she sees a, a, a mountain or a rose? Are, are are those things beautiful too? Explain it to me, Daddy. And he goes crazy. And he's screaming it while he's doing it. But it's a great line. It's a really, truly great and terrific line. There are things, there is natural beauty and things that are beautiful in the world. And Caitlyn Jenner is just not one of those things. That's not rude. That's, that is acceptable to say out loud to other people and shouldn't mean the end of your entire civilization. It really and truly shouldn't. So Dave Chappelle is is getting a lot of coverage. A lot of people are are talking. I'm listen. I'm I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. I'm glad that he's he's having uh, the 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 conversation, right? Uh, that that we we uh, people are are looking to destroy people for whatever they've said or done in in the past. Uh, Eric McCormick is the uh, is Will on Will and Grace. Deborah Messing is Grace on Will and Grace. And it was a show, and it was it was a funny show, and you know the two of the main characters were gay, and then it went then it went off the air, and it came back for the past three years because NBC was like, hey, how many Trump jokes can we tell that nobody will actually watch for the next three years? And they said, let's let's find out, let's bring back Will and Grace, and that's what they did, and just a miserable, miserable, hot mess of garbage, just absolutely positively miserable. Um, there's a fundraiser in DC, in, in not in DC, in Hollywood. Trump fundraiser going on in Hollywood and they both put out these tweets uh, hey uh, Hollywood reporter which uh, I guess uh, broke the news can you let us know who's attending so we know not to work with them uh, Trump had a, had a fundraiser with the guy who uh, I forget the fitness place that that he that he owns and the next thing you know people you got to quit the fitness place because this guy the owner is having a fundraiser I think it's the guy who owns the dolphins was Stephen Ross is that his name I think that's his name 
somebody has a, a political opinion, so now they have to be out of business. Now you have to boycott. Now, everything on every single subject, it's kind of remarkable. Now, it's the way people like voice their, their opinions. They often voice their opinion with their wallet, and I'm not telling them not to. If Dick's Sporting Goods wants to not sell firearms, that's on them. If Dick's Sporting Goods then wants to uh, hire and, and, and uh, support lobbyists who are working aggressively against the Second Amendment, I don't shop at, at Dick's Sporting Goods. Screw them. Oh, absolutely. And they took their hits, and they lost money on, on the not carrying of firearms. I think now they're either back to square or they they figured out some path forward. God bless, but I'm not about to give you my money if that's the kind of nonsense that you're going to support because it is nonsense as I see it. Right? Uh, going after the second amendment because you've got some issue because the media doesn't know what an AR15 is is not to me a, a smart way to do business. But I do have that right not not to buy them and you certainly could decide oh he's supporting Trump, I'm not going to go to that place. But it's more than just that. They don't want this guy to be able to to either own an I think he owns the Dolphins, own an NFL team or own a business or own anything. They don't want a, a McCormick and Messing. They don't want the people who support Trump to be able to work in Hollywood. They want to out them. You shouldn't be allowed to do anything that they don't find acceptable. And that's where it gets to. The, the Chappelle conversation is about the totalitarianism of the intolerant. It's not enough to say, hey, man, that wasn't cool. It's only enough to end them. Wouldn't have you been better off to have uh, Kevin Hart hosting uh, the Oscars and, and maybe saying like, hey, those tweets weren't cool. I hear you. Like, right? Wouldn't that have been a better moment? No, keep him from doing it. Because, by the way, he said, because the Oscar said, if you apologize, you can host the Oscars. He said, I'm not apologizing. And then, and Chappelle notes this, he spent the next six weeks going everywhere apologizing. And the man should never, ever have apologized. He didn't do anything wrong. He told a joke, and, and Chappelle does a great job of breaking down the jokes and everything else. Told a joke. What? It's not the end of the world. In New York, there was a deli, a supermarket, a deli, whatever you want to call it, that was having a, a special on ham. I've, I think I've told this story before. They were, they were having a special on ham, and someone put on the sign, great for Hanukkah. Now, I, I don't know if I have to explain to you that Jews traditionally don't eat pork or, 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 or anything from a pig. It's not kosher. If I have to explain that to you, you now understand how good, the, how ridiculous this, this sign is. You would, ham is not great for Hanukkah. It's, it's, it's Jewish holiday. It's a bad idea. And Jews look at that sign and go, <laughs> what a schmuck. However, a great price for ham. Right? Other groups, if you had done that, they would be demanding the shopkeeper's head and there would be boycotts around the store until they begged for forgiveness. Why? Why can't someone just make a mistake? Why can't someone just say something foolhardy? Point it out. Hey, you know, uh, you know, you Jews don't eat the ham. You know, that's just not what they, the sign, it's weird. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, it's weird. Why, why must we run to these places and to the, to these anger places? And the answer is for many people being woke is currency. I often refer to it as reputation capital. It's currency. It's the way they show 
how important they are, how aware they are, so other people will notice how important and aware they are, so they can grow and stop in stature, their reputation, and then they're able to engage other subjects utilizing that capital, that reputation capital they built up, and other people will follow them. Now, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but that's the pur- purpose. It's sometimes referred to as virtue signaling, which, which it is. It's showing how, how in touch you are with whatever. But the real purpose of that is to subjugate others. Not, hey, just so you know what this means. It is about subjugation. It's about ruination. It's about destruction. So one group of people has authority and dominion over another group of people. That's worth fighting. And it starts, I think, very simply with saying no. So when there is a shooting, and I know the thing in Texas, I'll get to Texas uh, in, 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 in a few, right? Uh, and uh, Texas leads us to Chicago and leads us to Alabama, uh, stories you haven't heard of. But the minute there's a shooting, I'm not talking about this is a new one, not El Paso. This was at a traffic stop. Really, really weird story. But you take El Paso, the El Paso shooting, and immediately people will scream, do something, and we have to change the laws and and, and all these kinds of things. The answer to changing the Second Amendment is no. Now, I, I, I know not everybody agrees with me uh, on this, so allow me to be clear. The Second Amendment remains always there is no society that has ever been better off by A, reducing the rights of the citizenry, and B, one person, nine people commit horrible acts, and now the 330 million Americans who are living their lives by the letter of the law have to give up their rights? That is an insane proposition, and the answer is no. And the people who are pushing that, many of them are political right, presidential candidates? No. It's a ridiculous idea. The joke offends somebody, so therefore that person can't tell jokes anymore? Or no joke can be told? I thought that was the whole purpose of comedy. Point things out, prod, poke, expose, show the hypocrisy, show the silliness. I mean, unfortunately, comics today, and it is, it is, there is a truism of this, right? It's not like a back-in-my-day thing, because it's not necessarily true of back-in-my-day. But there is a history of comics who utilize comedy as a way of exposing the insanity of a society. Lenny Bruce, Mort Saul, uh, for example. I think Rogan does a really good job, but I think I think Jerry Seinfeld has been one of the more honest, refreshing guys uh, uh, out there. You know what I mean? Um, I, I can go back. I mean, I, I think I was never a fan of Carlin in his later years, but I think Carlin um, was, was one of those guys. Um You've got, oh my God, if, if I don't remember his name, uh, Bill, uh, he's dead. Um, Bill Hicks, oh my God. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me, dear sweet Lord, for getting Bill. I think Bill Hicks was one of those guys. I really and truly do. Right? Are you utilizing that, the idea of comedy? as a way of exposing the insanity. If you can't do that, what's the point of it? There are colleges that make the comics sign these, I don't know, you call them waivers? What do you you, you want to call them, contracts? Oh, they're not going to offend this, they're not going to offend that, they're not going to offend the other. No wonder comics don't do colleges, it's insane. 
Now, some comics will say, yeah, I do colleges all the time. Don't worry about it. You know, you can't worry about it. You got to go, go where the money is. Pete Davidson, he's the guy from Saturday Night Live. I don't know if he's funny at all. He is the guy who made fun of Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who lost his eye in, in Afghanistan. And then Crenshaw went on and they did a, the whole thing. Right, that this is the guy who was engaged to Ariana Grande, and then when they broke up, he started dating Kate Beckinsale. So I have no idea what he's packing, but something is very attractive to people uh, who are too attractive for him, and I I don't get it at all. But that is not the story. The story is he's at uh, doing a uh, welcome to school thing for University of Central Florida, and uh, he's got a no cell phones rule. He's got a rule you can't have a cell phone on. While he's doing his uh, thing and somebody starts recording and he's yelling at the dude and he's yelling at the kids why, you know, everyone thinks you're five-year-olds. He actually referred to them. This is not me calling anybody a name because I didn't know that this was a word you couldn't use. Uh, he used the phrase or used the terminology retarded in talking about these these kids. I did not know that that was, I didn't know that that was terminology you're not allowed to use anymore. You're not allowed to say anymore. I, I don't know what, a, someone should make a list. There should be a book. Things that used to be words. You know? Orwell's Wet Dream. I don't know what you would call the name of the book right there. And basically, these kids were like, well, screw you. He he had a rule. He then chastises the students for breaking the rule, and the kids are like, forget it. Like, he, like Pete Davidson learned that just because he's got standards, right, doesn't mean the kids have standards. Which is interesting because we used to have standards in America that said you don't make fun of a guy who's a veteran who lost his eye in combat. Right? Why do you think people got upset with Trump for the I like guys who didn't get captured thing about John McCain? And they weren't they weren't wrong. It was a messed up thing to say. If you want to tell me that John McCain was a bad senator, I'm with you. If you wanna somehow make fun of the dude for getting captured, messed up. That that see see the difference? Between the two things, you simply say, hey, that's messed up. That's all you have to say. No one said Pete Davidson should be fired from Saturday Night Live. That's all. But how interesting that Pete Davidson was like, hey, I got a rule. And then the kids were like, who cares about your rules? And he's like, well, you're just a bunch of you're just a bunch of millennials. And then the kids were like, bite me. And and now he's like, wow, I, 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 I that was interesting that I've now been, you know, have to deal with my my own reality that I created here. Because I think Davidson was one of these guys that originally was like, oh, my joke wasn't so bad. You know, wasn't such a bad thing about Crenshaw. See, but that's like, like the, the response from, from especially Crenshaw to, to Davidson, that made sense. I was like, hey, man, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? What, what, are, what in the world do you think you're doing? This is, not, this is not where the funny lies, man. Don't do it. It's just that easy. Just that simple. Now, if there's some guy walking around Times Square wearing an eye patch, make fun of him all you want. Feel free. I don't think you. I don't know if you're wearing an eye patch and you don't have to wear an eye patch. Uh, that's that's a, that's a kink that I don't own, and I own a couple of them. May I just add? But standards matter, and and not ruining someone's life because they get violated. A matter, it's saying, hey, man, that's not it. And then when they keep doing it, then you push them out. Right? Four tweets ends the 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 Oscars hopes of of uh, Kevin Hart of hosting the Oscars, and he's just gone on to do more movies. It's not like he got excommunicated from Hollywood. I agree with that. 
but it was the the woke class decided that this was uh, the the unacceptable, and that's just it. You have to live their way on every subject and in every way. You have to live their way, and if you don't live their way, they try to destroy you. Now, if you have the ability to hang on and hold on, you don't get destroyed. This is why they're so upset with Louis C.K. Because they don't want him coming back. They thought they had won, and how dare he not listen to his betters? I think this is. I think that you could argue it's the same story of uh, Aziz Ansari and people who make claim about him, which is totally wrong, completely and totally off base, as as the reporting goes. Dave Chappelle is not the funniest guy out there, but every now and then he just says it beautifully. He just says it beautifully. One of the things he says, which is something that we've all said again, this wasn't, he wasn't first to it. He just said it so clearly. Uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing here. I can't live in this world that you people want for us. And that's how we all feel. Can't do this. Cannot do this, which is why I am convinced the answer is No. It isn't about being silent. It isn't about screaming back. It's just no. No you want to you want to eliminate the second amendment? No. No matter what the horror is in El Paso or in Dayton or name the place, I'm going to do everything I can to protect my family and I'm not letting you take it away from me. You want me to say that to one of the high-profile Parkland students or one of the Parkland parents or 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 someone directly? Sure, I'll have the conversation. I don't, I don't begin to understand their pain. I'm not trying. As a matter of fact, I'm actively avoiding trying to understand their pain because there's no way for it to happen. So why should I do that? But their pain does not get to dictate my present or, or my job to do what I can to protect my children. I, I won't have it. There is no one on any level... I'm a cigar smoker. You guys know this. It's eat, drink, smoke, and I'll get to the cigars in in a few. And I have pe- people who say to me, "Oh, I, I lost a, a an uncle to to lung cancer. You shouldn't be smoking." I'm sorry, you lost an uncle, but stop telling me you think you know it's best for me. Grown up here, I'll make my own choices. Thank you very much. Because something horrible happened to you, or your family, does not give you anything to bring to me to tell me why or how I can live my life. When people scream, do something about the Second Amendment, you know what I do? I carry a firearm. That's, that's what I do. That's my doing something. It's about being prepared, and I don't train enough. I need to train even more. Uh, but I train, and I pay attention, and I listen, and I'm ready, and I'm aware. I, I'm a, I know where the fire exits are. <laughs> I'm the guy who, when he gets to the hotel, I know, all right, I turn left, I go about 20 steps, I kind of, you know, I just walk it out, have an idea of it, so it's not new to me. I'm the only one? What, are you kidding? What a ridiculous idea that you think, uh, that someone would think that that's somehow wrong. Why do you have to live in that society? That's a normal society. Being prepared is everything. Honestly, we could all use a little bit of Boy Scout in us. You know, right until... Uh, the point where they want to make it a social justice thing or it becomes like Alec Baldwin and Adam Sandler. There they are. No. But to be prepared? I'm, yes. Clearly. Clearly, yes. It's surprising. It's shocking that people would think that anything else will do. And so I'm prepared by utilizing the Second Amendment. That's how I do something.
And the answer to eliminating or or lessening or 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 uh, diminishing the Second Amendment, the answer is no. The idea of diminishing free speech, the answer is no. People will tell bad jokes. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Nobody's attacking you. That you are dead inside. I shouldn't say you. That they are dead inside. Well, that's their problem. That's not our problem. We don't have to make it our problem. But the, uh, the, the, the idea that you're going to try and ruin me from something I said in the past, okay, I mean, I'm not going to be able to stop you from doing it. Just no, no, I'm not paying attention to that. I, I, I don't owe you an apology. I don't. I only owe an apology if I believe I owe an apology. I don't owe an apology if you think I owe an apology. That's not the way it works. And it takes strength to do that. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot of strength to be able to be like, yeah, I'm not going to have any part of this. And they're coming at you and screaming at you. You know, you take uh, my position, you take Kevin Hart's position, very different positions, right? For him, they were going to go after ABC and maybe ABC shows and ABC sponsors. It's always about the sponsors. Me, I make much less money than, than Kevin Hart, which is completely and totally wrong. Uh, but it, I, I say the wrong thing on air. They're going to come after my sponsors, right? They're going to come after directly and thusly. Right. So you got to be able, like, all right, maybe I'll lose a sponsor or two. But if 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 I have no need to apologize for something, I'm not going to. And I don't think you should either. And I don't think Kevin Hart ever should apologize. And certainly Dave Chappelle should not apologizing for noticing something that's happening in American society that sucks, that hurts all of us, that damages us and damages uh, the, the, the right to do these things. The more that we give in and acquiesce to these people who want to limit free speech and conversation and, and thoughts and ideas and, and, and openness, the worse off we are, the less free we are. It's a terrible way to live. So I'm going to side with Chappelle on this one. I think that's what the rational mind does. And if anybody thinks I should apologize for that, no. Hey, it's Fingers Malloy. Listen and subscribe to the Eat Drink Smoke podcast over on iTunes and please leave us a five star review. For you non iPhone people, you can check out Eat Drink Smoke on TuneIn, Stitcher, and Fireside. Now back to Eat Drink Smoke. Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory, Tony Katz, Eat Drink Smoke. On to the drink. I mean, I mean, I you watched the Dave Chappelle special, uh, April. You, you you saw it. You liked it. I thought it was hysterical. I watched it twice in a row. It was so good. So, it, like my entire thesis is the idea that it, I don't know if he's the best comic in, in the world, right? I, I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying he's bad. I think he's really really good. I think Chappelle's good. But it's this whole idea that yeah, we live in a world where people are going to take something you've said and try and destroy you with it. Like he's getting obliterated by the political left for calling out something that everybody, regardless of their party, should kind of be opposed to. We want to destroy people, and that's what the woke do, right? That's who they are. I thought, I, and, I, and I appreciated that from him. I mean, it hit, his special hit me more about a theory of how we're supposed to be as people as opposed to laugh-out-loud comedy, and there were a couple things that were laugh-out-loud, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I thought there was a lot that was laugh-out-loud. You know, and... and- the second time I watched it, you know what I did as a grown adult because I I can function like a normal human being. I didn't watch the two jokes that I didn't find funny because I didn't want to. Wait, which were the jokes you didn't find funny? 
I didn't like the whole Michael Jackson ish right. thing, and then there was one more right at the beginning. Um, was it a knock knock joke? It was. It, it was. It, it was not. I can, <laughs> I can guarantee this to you right now. For those of you who haven't seen it, uh, so like yeah, take so take Michael Jackson. I mean, I don't want to give away his whole special. Go see it on, on Netflix. But of course he's wrong. Michael Jackson's guilty as sin, and anybody doesn't right. think so is so full of crap. Right. It is hard to believe. By, by the way, also guilty, the parents who let their kids spend the night yes. at Michael Jackson's yeah. house, right? They're totally guilty. That's true. Is Michael Jackson the pedophile uh, that we knew he was? And then, you know, I think was it Neverland? Was that the name of the special? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding Neverland. He is, wait, is there anything you want to tell us now, Fingers, about your time at the ranch? <laughs> uh, or do we not make fun of these things? You see? You see, we are now going to get the hate. Because we are not sufficiently woke. Tweet Tony at Tony Katz with your reaction to that joke. But I appreciated how Chappelle just made fun of the people that are telling him he's supposed to be woke. Well, uh, what was bizarre about at least that clip that you shared on that piece you wrote for WIBC.com was he was doing... You can find it at TonyKatz.com, too. I posted it there, oh, too. Okay. Uh, you, you, he starts off, uh, well, in this clip by doing an impression. And then he does uh, he does a second impression, and he, he there's a lot of him saying "duh," I'm gonna go after right, and and this is this is him making fun of the woke nation that's out there, and the, the bizarre reaction was he he asked the crowd uh, who they who he thought they I thought was gonna, he was. I forgot to get back to this. I was I said earlier I was gonna get back to this. I forgot to get back. go ahead. And people started yelling Trump Trump. Probably because he was saying "duh," and they were expecting, uh, you know, hey, if you're gonna try to imitate an idiot, it's automatically got to be Trump if you're a comedian because that's what comedians do in 2019. I thought that was the best part. That was, I mean, it wasn't. I shouldn't say that. I, I thought that the joke was important as to how awful uh, people are and people can be in trying to destroy, uh, you know, anybody who disagrees with them or says something they don't like. But why would you think that was Trump? Like, and and it, it what what it signals is, you know how many comics these days aren't comics, but are just low low rent talkers into a mic. Because if you're doing Trump jokes twenty four seven, you think everything's a Trump joke. You suck. That is low rent. Yeah, that takes no creativity. You know, one of the people who I think is the biggest cowards in comedy is Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon of Saturday Night Live. Oh. So she does the. Hillary Clinton impression. It's not that she doesn't do other things that make me laugh on the show, and she has made me laugh on the show. It's that if you're doing an impression of Hillary Clinton and you can't do a skit of her hiding the the servers and 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 breaking the wall, like if you can't mock that, she's going to lose an election, and you're going to play Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen or whoever right. did it originally, and 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 be like all sorts of sad and how we're going to get through this. They, you play music after September 11th and a terrorist attack or, 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 the, or the death of a president. This was an election. This is something to celebrate, not something to, to freaking mourn. And here she is playing piano. We're all going to get through it, everybody. You <laughs> coward. It is the worst. And, and she's so good at doing Hillary Clinton, too. There, there's so much there that she could have done that she, that she didn't do. And really, it started on Saturday Night Live for years. It didn't feel like. Whenever a woman was doing an impression on Saturday Night Live, they weren't really doing the impression. They were just like, we're going to make her look like the person, but they were in their regular voice. For the most part, until like Sherry O'Terry started doing like a really good Barbara Walters right. uh, imitation. But Kate uh, McKinnon, uh, I mean, her Hillary is absolutely fantastic. And 
You're right. It just felt yeah, like she, she does, dropped the ball. She does like easy Hillary. She does, you know, uh, hey, what? I, I let me just uh, be cutesy about this, but we all know where I really feel Hillary. No, do the damn impression. Go right to it. Well, well you know what would have been funny? Come until they bleed. If, yeah, if she ever did, there's a, a famous skit of, uh, it's Phil Hartman doing Ronald Reagan. Where at the beginning, you know, he's in, there's a public Ronald Reagan where he's like, oh, shucks, oh, well. And then he would clap his hands when the public went away. And when he's privately with his aides, he's like barking orders around. Right. He comes across That's really right. mean. And it's, it's fantastic. Uh, they could have done that with Hillary, too. There's so much there to work with. And they just took the easy way out, which is what a lot of comedians do nowadays with Trump. Oh, I'll just throw some Trump as dumb jokes. And aren't we all so much smarter than Trump? And let's all laugh about it. It's just lazy. It is, it is cheap to do 24-7 Trump jokes. Why'd you laugh, April? Like, who, who Do you know somebody who does 24-7 Trump jokes? Are you are you pointing to me? Did I just me? laugh? You were like we were talking about it earlier, and you were like like. <laughs> oh well, I you can't know? remember what I was laughing at. I I, I, I thought I thought like maybe that it either reminded you of someone we know or like are we gonna are we about no, to like I, I, on have, someone? I have no idea what I was laughing about. So, but here's the question: So, will Chappelle outlive? Will he defeat the the woke cancel culture per se? I think that you're seeing a few comedians who have made a ton of money who just don't give an F anymore. That's the thing, yeah. He doesn't give uh, he doesn't, He's got it. all the money in the world. He doesn't care. Uh, Bill Burr's another one who I think is incredibly courageous on stage who will say things that are so far from being politically uh, correct that he get in serious trouble. But he just comes across as, you know, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares? If I, if I make you upset, that that's your problem. It's not yeah, mine. One of the things that ticks me off is... Somebody, a celebrity says something on Twitter and then woke woke Twitter gets mad and then they go out and apologize. And Chappelle's not apologizing for anything. He shouldn't. No. You know, he's talking about Kevin Hart ha- apologizing. Kevin Hart never should have apologized no. for a thing. And by the way, I we don't know how bad this accident is. He was in a bad car accident in Calabasas. And as we're recording this on Labor Day, we don't know how bad it is. Really hope the best for the dude. Really yeah. and truly. Got nothing against him. Um, but, no, Kevin Hart never should apologize. Well, he started to do it the right way by saying, okay, not hosting. But then he started apologizing for, like, well, do you how think- Chappelle made a joke about it. You, well, we <laughs> right. talked about this last week with Andrew Luck. And do you think that when you uh, get to a certain level as a comedian where you've made a crap ton of cash, that you have a, I don't no, but I think, give a crap I attitude think he's anymore. always had that. I, I, yeah. I, only, I only hope you have that from the beginning. No, I think Chappelle has. I think he's been the same person all along. It's just people have changed. We've Not we here at the table, but as a general, we've become more offended by everything. I, I think he's the same crass person he's always been, <laughs> saying words that we wouldn't say. And Oh, really? Yeah. Here, So, so to that end, and we all know what... what we're talking about if we're talking about Chappelle saying things other people wouldn't say. I would absolutely totally say it if I thought it fit the moment, but I've never come across a way I would speak where utilizing the quote-unquote N-word fits the moment. For how I talk, it never comes into my head as a way of trying to even describe something out. I just, right. it doesn't. There are plenty other words do, though. Mm-hmm. And those words might be offensive to someone. Screw them. Well, that's uh, why but, I cuss so much. Well, well, you have a problem. <laughs> you have a you have a real gigantic issue. Let's, wait, do we want to talk about your? No, we want to drink. Let Let's us drink. drink this right here. 
1792 small batch. Now, we are talking, this is Barton 1792 Distillery, and this is bottled in bonds. So we've done only a few that are like this. This goes back to the original ways uh, bourbon was done. Made at a single distillery by one distiller in one distillation season, aged for at least four years in a federally bonded and supervised warehouse. This is the old school. This sounds like there's too much government involved in this whiskey. (laughs) Well, you go back to the times, right? And, And how much government was involved in this. So this is part of the Sazerac people. Um, they, uh, um, this is out of Bardstown, Kentucky. We've done some Bardstown uh, brewery. Uh, oh, you uh, mentioned Kentucky, so she's going to get all upset. Before. It says Kentucky bourbon, so we know. No, no, no. Like this is, well, I think this is lovely. This is 100 proof, so it's not uh, too strong to do. You can get this for about $36 a, a bottle. I got this on sale for 24 Got this on sale for $24. Uh, bucks. And I say for 24 bucks, you can throw it in. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful color. It's we've seen some things that are darker, uh, for sure. More of a uh, honey kind of uh, color. Uh, the nose is going to be honey and uh, a bit of vanilla and honeysuckle. It's going to have a very uh, full kind of feel on the palate. Um, a little bit of maple um, kind of sweetness to it. Maybe even a, a toffee and a little bit of a, a spicy on the way down. Have you have you done it yet? I haven't. I see if you're talking. Let, let us do. What it is we do and how it is we do it. There they go. They take their drinks. They take their sips. Right there. Hold on. Fingers. He did the Kentucky Chew. Oh, April's already unhappy. The Memphis Munch. No, it's a Kentucky Chew. Oh. Right? The I'm... Memphis Munch is, is is a famous wrestler down in Mexico. Oh. <laughs> or as they say in the business, Mexico. April's so unhappy. She just went, bleh. I'm telling you, if you wouldn't have said that that was from Kentucky... It affects her. It affects her whole judgment. No, it's not psychological. It just tastes different. I could tell. You could put it. What a, do you think of it, fingers? I like it. I think for twenty six bucks, this goes into the yeah. Throw, throw a sphere on there. We got the a ball, the big large sphere right there. Can you grab it? There you go. There you, go. Oh my you said throw. Splash all over her. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, throw in just one cube right there. That's all I'm going to do. Right there. We're on the like, back of deck, by the way. Second week in a row. The weather's just been so nice. But it's not perfect. good, like, summer boating-type weather. But it's good for podcasts. How many boats? Do you do a lot of boating? Do I you do. A lot of yachting? Yachting. As they say, that's not how they say it? I thought mm-hmm. that's how people with money say it. They go, yachting. Yacht, yachting. That's not, that's L- not it. C- you on a boat the today? The C-H is silent. I, yeah, well. Are you on a boat today? No, it was not, not hot enough and sunny enough. You can't jump in the water like this. But this right now. This right now is dreamy. And usually we're at Blend Bar Cigar, which is our favorite spot, Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com. Uh, this is not bad at all. No. Ooh, that got me on the nose. I do think it, it, it has some sweet to it. It has a touch of burn on the back of the throat. It doesn't have the sweetness of, for example, a Long Branch, something in that same kind of uh, price point. But no, this is, this is a, I think this is a fine gift. I think this is a fine drink. It's not too strong. Not not too heavy. The, the bottle on this actually says 46 uh, alcohol by volume. So that would be like a 93, 94 proof right there. But I'm pleased. I'm pleased. It's a, it's a, it's a simple bourbon. I like it on the cube. You know what I mean? This is just a very simple bourbon. You want to give a, a polite gift, this is one that, that, that you can give. And, and, and people will be like, ooh. 1792 small batch. It hits you a little bit on the tongue, but does not burn as it's going down. Ooh, it burns my mouth all up. Really? Yeah. 
It's not bad. I'm I'm sorry it does for you. I mean that's just that just stinks. I don't I don't know how the rise work for you and this doesn't. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, lots of other bourbons work for me, just not these specific Kentucky bourbon whiskeys. See, I'm that I'm that way about Irish whiskey. I've yeah. tried to get into Irish whiskey like over the weekend. Uh family member bought some Sexton single malt Irish whiskey. Oh, yeah. And he bought it just because the bottle looked cool and he had never had it before. And I was like, there's something about the the uh, smell of an Irish whiskey I don't like. Uh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, listen, all these things are, are absolutely positively uh, possible. By the way, I had read this as bottled in bond. They do have a bottled in bond. This is the small batch we're doing. And I think I read off the the bottled and bond. This is not. This is just uh, the small batch. And it is forty six point nine percent alcohol by volume. So, so the, I, that's where I made the mistake. But everything else, in terms of the distiller and everything else, and the and the flavor profile, uh, absolutely, it's definitely a, a fair price. I mean, I, I would definitely oh, yeah. put this in my liquor cabinet. Yeah, and again, on sale. Big about the on <clears throat> the on sale. Uh, so the the information is still coming out. So we're not going to get into details. There was a shooting in Texas. We're not talking about El Paso. It was a guy gets pulled over. And then during the traffic stop, he's got an AR-15 on him, according to the reports, although that could all change. Starts shooting at officers. Then does a whole bunch of shooting in a whole bunch of spots. Ends up in front of a movie theater. Seven people in total are dead. Right? And this guy was, was, was shot and killed. Immediately. I mean, it doesn't take a second... I'm telling you, we're like 24 hours after it when we're recording this, and we still don't have all the details. I won't do it. I'm not going to jump in and, and do a story where we don't have the stuff, especially on a shooting, because it's always wrong. It's always yeah. wrong. And so they're already, the politicos, totally out of their heads. Talking about, Beto O'Rourke has responded. The former congressman, he's got T-shirts that say, this is blanked up. This is effed up. And gun violence. They're 30 bucks, and all the money is going to Moms Demand Action and March for Our Lives, which is that Parkland high, the high-profile Parkland High School students. And Moms Demand Action is, to me, a horrific organization that isn't about common sense anything. They're about putting an end to the Second Amendment. He claims he's not taking any money for himself, but there it is, Beto for America, as big as life. Of course it's a, it's a campaign thing. <laughs> This is blanked up. This is well. This, if, if his campaign is paying for the the making of these shirts, he has to put that disclaimer on the bottom. I don't. I, don't, I didn't see any part of that on the. What well, Mom's Demand Action is not it's paying for these. For America, right on the shirt. It has to because his campaign is paying for the okay. shirts. That so has to be there. But he's making the claim that right, all the money's going. So over. he might be sending the proceeds to them. Yeah, well, he, this is totally a campaign. Yeah, thing. for That's sure. The point yeah, that he I'm, still has to make his. I'd be interested to see if Moms Demand Action can then turn around and take some money and funnel it into the Beto O'Rourke campaign. Oh, absolutely. They can make a they can make a, a pack or a separate uh, campaign funneling. Yeah, funneling happens all the time. So oh, you know what? This T-shirt's thirty dollars, but my campaign isn't going to get anything from this T-shirt. And then all of a sudden, you see a. Oh, yeah. Campaign donation. Sounds like too. the grift minute. With fingers <laughs> oh, yeah. Just throwing it out there. Campaigns are. Listen, just I agree with them. It is effed up, and we should try to end gun violence. I just don't agree with what his his prescription is. Is all. Well, I mean, the prescription is make an outrageous T-shirt, and then people can be right. woke and wear it and cool and hip, 
and and then Beto can stand on a bar and be like, "This is effed up. We have to end yeah. gun violence." Right, right, and and these are the same people that like to mock people for uh, offering thoughts and prayers, right. saying, "Well, th- what are t-shirts your thoughts and, and prayers stuff. doing?" Well, you'll put your t-shirt. Honestly, on. what's the difference between thoughts and prayers and t-shirts? What it, what is the actual difference between the two things? Eighty five thoughts and prayers polyester. actually come from uh, nice polyester. Well done. I jumped on your joke. I want to That's apologize. Right. That's not right. Uh, no one is talking about Alabama. Not a soul is talking about Alabama. Here's the story. It was during a high school football game. And 10 people got shot. A 17-year-old was arrested. All the victims are between the ages of 15 and 18 years old. The, sub, the, the suspect who is 17, again, I don't use names... A young black man. It's the only way I could describe it. I've got his picture right here. He's been charged with nine counts of attempted murder. You see this anywhere? Nope. You hearing about the story anywhere? I haven't heard about it. I now, didn't get a uh, notification pop up on my phone. You've got... It didn't? No. The te- Texas shooting? And then uh, as, as we're doing this, Hurricane Dorian has not yet made its decision on whether or not it's just going to beat the living daylights out of Florida, or it's going to head immediately north and beat the living daylights out of Wilmington, North Carolina, right? It, it hasn't made that call yet, and anything can happen in between. So we're not 100% sure. So those things are going to be your top-line stories. And this No, is gonna- I'm sorry, but this is a bigger story than a hurricane that may, we don't, we can't talk about this hurricane 24 hours, 7 a day, when we don't even know where it's going to hit. But my point to you is that no one's talking about Alabama. They're but talking about the other thing. This is a bigger story than a hurricane. If you're in the path, you evacuate. If you haven't evacuated, it's your own freaking fault if you get hit. Now, wow. this is a bigger story. You are, you are you the Sam champion talk of each about. <laughs> you cannot talk about a hurricane. They've been talking about it 24-7, but they're meteorologists. They don't know where it's going. They don't. It was supposed to be Miami, right? And then it was North Florida. And now it's North Carolina. It's going to change again. This is a big deal, and this story is a bigger deal than a hurricane. But it doesn't fit narrative. There was no long rifle involved. There was no AR. There was no AK. There was nothing that they can scream uh, assault weapons to when they don't even know what it means. And uh, the shooter is, for them, the wrong color. So he nothing. Probably didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. What? Let me let me ask you this, Tony. I'm not a gun guy. I'm a strong Second Amendment supporter, but I'm I'm not uh, a guy that is in, into the like the gun culture. What is it about the AR-15 specifically that it sounds scary? It looks scary. It's nuts. not that it sounds scary. And remember, I I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but I'm not a gun guy. Mm-hmm. Different different thing. Uh, it looks scary. It looks scary. It's a weapon of death. So, therefore, uh, it, it has to be removed, right? And when something happens with a handgun, like, I don't know, Virginia Beach and 12 people getting murdered, it doesn't get, it fell off so quickly from the front pages. And why I think color do, does come into it, shootings, mass shootings are usually committed by young white men, or sometimes it's older white men. That's usually the way it is. Meanwhile, a 15-year-old or among the eight killed over Labor Day weekend in Chicago. Those were all handguns. That was all uh, in the majority, I should say, black-on-black violence, right? And no one's going to say a word. And Beto O'Rourke isn't going to show up. And no. Kamala Harris isn't going to show up. It's The narrative part of this is so ugly and so obvious. I really think it's important to kind of shine a light on that every single day of the week. 
But that's why the AR. I, I also have another theory about the AR. They feel like they can attack it and maybe get it. Maybe that, that could be a, a scalp in, in that, that they could take credit for. Very Whereas if you, if you start running around saying, I want to ban all handguns, American people are going, to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now this, this, is, this is absolutely crazy. You're, you're going to try to take my handgun away from me? I mean, so uh, many less people no, own an AR-15. They'll than, try and take the AR-15, exactly. and then that's, it's never enough. Slope. It's a slippery slope. Which, oh, which is why you have to say no. I, you I, have to say no about everything. I, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree it's with never that. never enough. You absolutely have to say no. Uh, but yeah, they do think they can get this one. And when I said it's very Alinsky of you, you know, it's rule number 12. Pick the target, personalize it, freeze it, and polarize it. You can make it seem scary. You, you can make a- it seem dangerous. You can make it seem unnecessary. And then, you know, uh, that's the rest. And then you've got these people asking, why do you need it? As if somehow they're allowed to ask that question. Why do you need it? Dear Lord. That's, I mean, we've had this conversation before. Because it looks pretty. <laughs> Do you want an AR? I mean, you don't have to answer the question. I'd be curious. Does April Gregory have an AR? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I do. I, I, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. You can configure it nine billion different ways. And just because something looks scary uh, doesn't mean we, we have to get rid of it. But it's amazing what gun stories they'll talk about, what firearms things they'll get into, and then what things they'll so aggressively, aggressively uh, uh, avoid that they can, they can decide Alabama is not a story. But they'll move this Texas story because it's Texas. And then there was El Paso. Notice no one's on Dayton anymore. We, we called it. We said it was going to be like this. No one was going to talk about Dayton anymore. What Did happened you- in Dayton now? Oh yeah, that, it turns out some some bad things happen yeah. in in Dayton, and that guy doesn't fit any of the uh, of, of of the models, and was clearly on the left, and there were a tremendous number of issues, and so nobody wants to talk about that. And what? Trump is still talking about you know you can do all the background checks you want, but it's not going to stop some of these things that have happened. It's a mental illness thing. Mm-hmm. Well, look at how quickly the the assassination attempt of Steve Scalise and other members of Congress fell off the map. I. I that right. should have been. That should, we should still be talking about that. But since that was a Bernie bro, people don't even know that dude's name. I, I know his name. <laughs> I, you get paid to know his name. I, I well, no, no. It's, 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 I am paid to know his name. <laughs> that part is true. That part is true. Go ahead. Well, I forgot I was going to say no. Oh, did you? I'm you're, sta- me. you're staring at, at like your phone or notes or mm-hmm. or something. Can I talk about Joe Biden for a second, or sure. do you want to get into the cigar? Ooh. You want to get into a cigar? Because we can get into a cigar. I need a cigar. I'm Look, st- I'm still drinking this. You should be proud of me. You should be drinking. It's, it's this is a small batch, 1792, and I got to tell you, it's a very simple, basic bourbon. It is not the first thing I'm going for, but I think it's 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 a it's a nice way to start for 26 bucks. It's worth trying. It's a very basic bourbon. It's got more of a burn on the back than than some of the other things that we've tried. Here, my, my cube has melted out. See, I, I didn't notice that. I noticed it in the mouth, but I, I didn't feel a burn when it was going down. I, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Settle down. No, but I, I also think it's true. I think that that kind of maple-y kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. it does. It has a nice sweetness to it. It, it. It's absolutely worth trying. Now, you like it better on the cube? Um, I think I would like a better chill, but yeah, I, I think it opened up a little bit on the cube. I got to admit. Yeah, definitely. Is this at twenty six bucks? Fingers, you okay with That's um a with? Would, is this okay as a mix yes. now? Uh, I I would definitely put it in my uh, liquor cabinet. You know, I'm uh, talking about like a bourbon and coke or a bourbon no, and ginger. I would, uh, no, I wouldn't wait. You see that? That's a shame. That is. I I don't think that you 
buy uh, anything. You can put anything uh, in a, a bourbon that you spend more than twenty dollars on. Uh, that's a shame. You use you use a mixer. Is for that cheap, your number twenty? Yeah, yeah. You use you use a mixer for like an Evan Williams or maybe a Jim Beam or a Rebel Yell. You know, you don't. If you if you see someone who has like say a Jack Daniels single barrel and then they throw Coke in it, that that person uh, should be publicly beaten in front of everyone. Wow, wow, April, it's calling for violence, and you say nothing. Can't we all just do what oh, we want? Oh, okay. if you're at a bar and someone says, "Give me a Woodford Reserve and Coke," don't you just want to slap them? What? No, yeah, I think wrong. they're classy, and I'm going to go talk to them. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. All right. Well, before before anything. Uh, Fanimation, fantastic, fantastic sponsor. You're going to have to edit out the giant burp fingers. That's what you're going to have to do. Uh, honestly, I love you too much to include fingers, giant burps. Oh, I thought you were talking to April. No, no, I was not. I was talking to you. Oh. Not, when April burps, it's adorable. When April you... doesn't burp. Oh, of course in not. In public? <laughs> this isn't public. Not since I was 12. This isn't public. When fingers does it, you think someone's going to die. Oh, my gosh. Fanimation. Fantastic sponsor. Well, that's of what we need as a fan right here to get rid of podcast. That. Yeah, it will get rid of a fingers Malloy burp. That's how good it is. Don't you want that in your home, especially around the holidays? For the living room, for the family room, for the bedrooms, for the office, for uh, whatever your place of work is. Fanimation makes incredible ceiling fans, top notch, top quality. Those motors whisper quiet. LED lighting, whatever it is you need. Remember, you got to finish off the room. You finish it off with a Fanimation fan so the room looks right from top to bottom. That's how it goes. They, they look up. They look down. They're not just looking at your floors. They're looking at the whole thing. And Fanimation fans are amazing. The quality, the craftsmanship, everything about them. You are absolutely, positively going to love. And they support this podcast, which makes them pretty fantastic people. Fanimation. Fanimation dot com your ceiling fan place and doesn't matter where you live they will get it to you and you will love every second of it fanimation fanimation dot com because uh, I bring them up because we're on to the smoke now it's weird because we're on my my back deck and that's you know not usually where we do things and I was like what do I have in the in the humidor where I've got all the same thing and I realized I have had now for a couple of years these cohibas. Now, these are not Cuban Cohibas. Uh, Fingers and April are each smoking a Dominican. Uh, Fingers has got a Robusto, and, and I want to say it's a Toro uh, for, for April. Uh, I have got a 60 ring gauge, so it's pretty thick around. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> thank time. you, Fingers. Um, this is a, a, a Nicaraguan. This, uh, like, and I didn't know that they did that. So uh, I'm always weird about the Cohibas. Because it's true that there are some Cohibas that are simply the best in the world. The Bejique, B-E-H-I-K-E, sometimes referred to as the Bejique. I pronounced it wrong just the other day. Bejique is the best cigar in the world. And if I had a chance to smoke one, I would do it. But I don't go about searching out Cuban cigars. I never have. It's just never been the thing. I've had great Cubans and I've had fair Cubans. Mostly, I feel what I can get in the open market is just as good as anything else out there. But for some reason, I shy away from Cohiba as a brand because if I'm not going to smoke the real thing, what the bloody hell is the point? But that's not to say that this isn't a good cigar. So it's totally a weird personal preference thing of mine that I'm not, I'm not right about. 
So I'm you're not giving away us. You're yeah. giving us these cigars that you've had in your for three years because yeah. you don't want to smoke them. That's correct. Well, thanks. Well, you're welcome. I mean, I I'm a pretty damn good friend. Feel the love there. I appreciate like a free cigar. Second rate. I'm not asking. Uh, Look at his shitty cigars. You know, there's nothing Wait, second can rate. Wait, say that word? No, but it doesn't matter. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. No, I, that's my point you is, is like that them. there's not, it's not that I don't even not like them. It's that I don't give them the opportunity oh. because it's not the thing that I'm looking for. And that might make me crazy. Like, this is the this is the podcast where I expect people to say, yeah, Tony, you should smoke more Cohiba this and Cohiba that because they really do a great job. I'm going to pull it up on my cigar now, uh, scanner this, app this and see what a, most people think about it. This is a 6 by 60 This is a big honker of a cigar. and But I, I love a Nicaraguan. Uh, me, give me the Nicaraguan stuff all the way through and through, and I'm just happy as can be. You know, the leathers, the creams, and the things like that more than the spice for me. Although I will admit this podcast has gotten me to appreciate the spice oh, more. Because we do a bunch, because of the cigar lounge that we do, a Blend Bar Cigar, they are associated with Davidoff, so we happen to do a lot of their line. But it isn't the only things we do. We did the Sobromesa last week from Saka. We'll do all sorts of things. Recommend to us what you want us to review, and, and we'll do it. So anyway, where are you right now? You've got a Dominican right there. It's enjoyable. Right, so that's a what? What is that? It's a probably like a forty-eight, probably a five by forty-eight or a six by forty. I don't even know. No, it's not even thick enough to be a robusto, right? And yours again, you're probably in the forty-eight fifty range, April. But yours was a six-inch cigar, mm-hmm. so right there. But I think it's the same style, just a different shape. Let's go with price point. What are you, what are you thinking? I'm Here's actually trying to thing. pull it up right now. Your Cohiba, I know it because I happen to have, still have the wrapper. Was twenty-one dollars. Okay. That was the price point there. The other ones, like this one, I can't even tell you. I also, don't it, know. It has on my on my app. I just pulled it up, and it shows that these all go between twelve and thirty three. Really? Yeah. See, I, see, twelve. Sure, thirty three. Well, now I got to really take my time. Mm-hmm. And it's and again, I'm not good enough with Cohiba to know whether or not it's worth the thirty three bucks. Well, I, you know, we've had uh, cigars that were. Ten to twelve dollars a stick that I've enjoyed just as much or more than this cigar. Absolutely, twenty one, twenty two bucks. Yeah, I'm doing price as That's the, the determination. Price isn't yeah, good. It's not. It really. We have smoked plenty of thirty dollars cigars where we're like, yeah, we this this is not worth our money. This is absolutely not worth it. Now, I, I again, uh, this is for me as a new experience. So usually I can like give some kind of like basic idea of, of, of what's going on. I can't with these. But let me know what you think of Cohibas that are not Cubans. Uh, I would love to hear it. Uh, Twitter, uh, Tony Katz, Tony at TonyKatz.com as well. Joe Biden, I have said it now, I don't know, a million times. He's not going to be the nominee. But he can't stop with the gaffes. And the biggest one as of late, he uh, took three different stories about him being vice president and people involved in war, soldiers, and the things they've done, and he combined them into one story. He told a false story about pinning a medal on a soldier because he took three different stories and put them together in his head. And all I'm saying is is that he is not... Democrats can't trust him on the debate stage. I don't want to have to give Democrats advice here. There is no way in hell you trust this guy on a debate stage. I would love to see... uh the media treat him like they would treat Donald Trump. I mean, we would have the lie meter. These are considered gaffes, and I think for the most part, they he's, they he's aren't intentional. It, 
but uh, he remembers it in his head that way. Uh, but even even what he was saying in July is different than what he's saying now, right? About which on about, immigration. Oh dear Lord! His his last immigration conversation was that illegal immigrant children become Americans before actual United States citizens do. These kids who come and they end up doing well, they become Americans before a lot of Americans become Americans. No, I'm serious. They get into school, they do well, they contribute to the community, they contribute to the country. So number one, we legalize the dreamers. Now, his argument, I assume, is they care about being Americans and they don't take it for granted like Americans do. So they're really like super Americans, super ultra awesome <laughs> mega Americans. Do they wear capes? They, they have their, there are capes and types and there is a lasso. And perhaps if you, I just saw Aquaman, there is a trident. Mm. Just seeing like Aquaman for the first, Aquaman for the first time. So it's, it's just silliness on silliness, but his, he has changed positions when he's realized, Oh wait, I am not to the left enough for this crowd, which he's not. And he's trying to keep up. You can't out-socialism these people. These no. people are... They're, Beto O'Rourke, we were talking about the, the, the guns earlier. He wants mandatory buybacks, AR-15s, AK-47s, mandatory. How does the government buy back something they didn't sell you? <laughs> and at what price? If they're the only ones buying it back and you have to do it by law, can't they give you five bucks and say, oh, well, your your choice is to get arrested. You're cold. It's $5 in cash. Actually, it's a $5 cold gift, Kohl's gift card. That's what we're going to give you. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you're like, no, take the gun. Thanks. But at Kohl's, you can turn that into $300 in Kohl's cash. That's true. From one (laughs) transaction. It's unbelievable. Oh, Kohl's. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is where the, the, the party's at. And he's... They can't trust me. He is evolving very rapidly. Oh, is that what's happening? <laughs> yes, because he has to. You trust him on the debate stage for the Democratic no, Party? No, he's a loose cannon. They want to be able to trust him because listen, want if, if you if you if you pump uh, the the establishment Democrats uh, over at the DNC full of truth serum, they're going to tell you they want Biden to be the nominee. You know what? And I that's what I've been saying for how, three years now, and I'm just not so sure that's true anymore. It's totally not true. I think they're I think they're going to go with Warren. 150%, write it down. Thank you for agreeing with me. Uh, it's absolutely going to be Elizabeth Warren. As of right now, I, anything can happen. I've been saying if they were smart about it, which I thought they would be, they would go with Biden because he can, lots of reasons they should have gone with Biden because he's more moderate and he can you, appeal to moderates. Mo- no one wants a moderate. No one wants a moderate. And I think the DNC's even gotten past that too. And they I can sell a right. woman and, and, and a known commodity that is Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. You can lie know. about your heritage and be a nominee before Joe Biden. He, he can't be trusted. You trust him not to have multiple brain farts on stage with Donald Trump? You trust him? Elizabeth Warren won't have that problem. Oh, no, he, I'm, I'm talking. I don't like Elizabeth Warren. Biden talking, can't sit on stage with Donald Trump. I'm he talking can't do before it. all of this madness started happening. The DNC would have liked Joe Biden agreed. to be the Yes, nominee. agreed. A year ago, six months ago. But yes, now, agreed. I mean, what 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 do you do? I I mean, it, they're they're pulling. Even if he were, uh, I look, I don't know what's going on. In, Three months in, in ago, his grave. I would have said they still wanted uh, Biden. Yeah, but they're dragging him to the left, kicking and screaming mm-hmm. to the left, and, and you've got he's these so gaffes. desperate to finally be president. He it's his own fault. He didn't run last time and against Hillary. 
Do you think he gets the nomination in 2016 against Hillary? Do you you think that happens if he runs? No, I don't think so. If Biden had run against Hillary Clinton? Yeah. No, absolutely not. He would not have gotten the nomination. But he still should have fought for it, just like Bernie should have too. He shouldn't have backed out, and neither should have Bernie. No, you are right. Bernie should have fought for it. He should have fought for it to be like, oh, okay, Hillary. Bernie, Bernie Sanders is the biggest wuss of a revolutionary mm-hmm. I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. And you know life. what? I had a straight... He has been bent over by the DNC, by CNN, and he says, thank you, preferred promo. Now yeah. may I have another? Yeah, I've never I had seen anything a like it. conversation over lunch with a progressive Bernie-supporting fan friend from last... She supported him last time, and she's very progressive, socialist, blah, blah, blah. And I said, can we just, I said, I don't want to have an argument, blah, blah, blah. I just want to know your thoughts. I said, are you still going to support Bernie or is there someone else? And she's like, no, I'm not going to support him after that. People aren't supporting him anymore because of the way he didn't fight. She's like, that's not what I want. She's like, she said, she says she supports Elizabeth Warren. Well, pretty much 90% of the Democrats who are running have hijacked his platform and they're running on it. Now so that's, why, why would you support Bernie when you've got younger, yeah. newer alternatives exactly. who may fight? Can yeah. you imagine? Elizabeth Warren is the younger alternative. Yeah, right. They're all younger alternatives. No, Elizabeth Warren is Bernie Sanders and nobody screaming, get off my lawn. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's absolutely it. You get much more bang for the buck. I would argue she's smarter than Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Uh, and I would argue that she is she's not, not loud going to show- and scary. She will show no timidness with Donald Trump. No. I mean, that's- that's no. how I would compliment her. Her no, her policies are a mess. Understand that she's a danger to herself and others. I wholeheartedly agree with that. The only, I mean, if we're talking about Democrats who I would at least listen to, um, it's uh, John Delaney. That's the guy I'm, I, I would listen to, and he's still wrong on a multiplicity of things. I want to love Tulsi Gabbard in a way that is irrational. I can't believe she believes what she believes, but she is as radical as they come. She would do better than Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. All the Bernie Sanders ideas. And she's not on the debate stage, so we can't see her looking hot in a white suit again. Right. I wonder what she's going to do, because no, she's not on the debate stage. She did not make the cut because they kept her out. Yeah, because that uh, would Andrew Yang is in and Tulsi Gabbard is, is out. I don't know what she does, but she should try and make a splash. She's going to have to make night. a, yeah, she's going to have to do something. And you big. understand why they kept her out. First, is 100% about her and Kamala Harris. Yep. Because in the second debate, Tulsi Gabbard knocked the snot out of, out of uh, Kamala Harris. And Harris has not recovered. Mm-mm. Poll numbers are miserable. Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, I never believe just one poll, but I believe her poll numbers are legit. I believe they're the real deal. The other part is, is that if they had gone more than 10, they would have to split it up into two nights. The first debate is September 12th. It's a Thursday. They would have to do one on Friday the 13th. Could you imagine <laughs> the amount of nobody who would be watching a debate on Friday the 13th, their issue was a timing. They couldn't have anybody else. I don't else. think it was about Friday the 13th as much as they don't want a second debate. I think it's, oh, no, no. What I, does Friday the 13th have to do with anything? Because a debate on a Friday night, nobody's going to watch. And anybody no, who's part of that debate gonna watch it. is, no. is going to feel like they didn't get their You would their need to due. do it on Wednesday and So Thursday. it would have created many more problems. So make sure you only get the 10. Make sure exactly. you, you fudge the thing. They only wanted one night. The 13th has nothing to do with it. So the Democrats never learned their lesson from 2016. And the burning supporter of 2016 should be looking at this party and saying, holy crap, they're going, they're doing it to us again. Actually doing it to us again. I just don't think again. there's anybody left supporting Bernie. That's the problem. 
Yeah, I think his numbers are going to go down. Well, and I do think Elizabeth Warren's numbers are going to go up. He's working on his fourth beach house. That's what this is about. Yeah, it's about another book deal and another whatever. Yeah, Right, because those are acceptable ways to make money. But if you actually start a corporation and employ thousands of people right. and pay them, then, then, you're, then you're evil. Right. Then, and if your beach house includes like several other rooms and a golf course. Well, yeah, running for president is very lucrative. Becoming president is even more lucrative, yeah, as you exactly. see from the uh, Obama's new mansion the best part on of Obama the Island story. 29 acres on Nantucket, <laughs> $14.85 million, seven bedrooms. The best part about this story, anybody who ever believed in the global warming bullcrap, not that we shouldn't take care of the environment, the global warming bullcrap, if you believe that it's all going to be done in 11 and a half years like, like Ocasio-Cortez does, why would you buy a house directly on the Atlantic Ocean? Isn't that could be the first thing to go as the sea levels rise? He's buying beachfront I property. I just don't understand how it's supposed to go. For, no, I, I see what you're saying, the double standard. Uh, uh, that there, but how, are, how is the climate, how is the world supposed to literally end in 11 years? It's going to go from what we are now to like drastic, drastic, drastic. Listen, like every year right, from now, it's supposed to be. We won't be able to turn it around. That's no. their argument. But he told the sea levels were rising. I'm not talking about double standard. However many billions of years the Earth has been around to this point, the whatever you believe, and, and then his, 11 years is going to do us in. The man and all his supporters told us everything was rising. We'd be underwater, and he bought a beach house. I, they lied. That's the point. Yeah. No, he's a the pre, President Barack Obama lied. His team lied. The, his people Griff. lied. The people around him lied. The people who supported him lied or bought into the lie. Mm-hmm. They lied. Listen, you two climate change deniers. <laughs> I think it's admirable that uh, the president put his money where his mouth is. He's going out to that island to personally monitor to s- the no, sea level he, to see he if it's going putting, right. He's going to be right there at no, ground zero. He is putting his faith in us that we're going to do something fast enough that his house mm. will be fine. He's putting his faith in us. Yep. See, there you go. I'm enjoying my Cohiba. <laughs> That's weird. I am too, and I'm wishing I had a big, a longer cigar. I mean, mine, how I'm about ha- you, Finger? Yes, I'm halfway I, I through like mine it. now. Yeah. Um, so, th- and I'm just still drinking this bourbon. Now, by the way, when I'm saying these have been in my humidor for like two, two and a half years, and it's no joke. They've been in my humidor two, two and a half years. Uh, this is actually rather good. That's a that's a question that should be asked, Tony. Uh, when should you start worrying about how long a cigar has been in your humidor? The question is. Has it been humid in your humidor? Mm-hmm. Have you been maintaining it? Have you been utilizing distilled water? Have you changed out the puck or wherever the water gets held recently? I did mine um, about six months ago. I have a whole new system mm-hmm. uh, in there. And my system is not high tech by any stretch of the imagination. I just am aware of it. And I do rotate some things and move some things around to different parts of the humidor. And I've got a humidification that comes from the top. In terms of, it's called a puck, right? I Mine is actually a bar. How big is your humidor? Uh, it holds 100. Oh, okay. And mine, and yeah, I know. It's like a about, nice yeah, it's, it, it, box. You can actually see it through the, through the window right there. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Mahogany. Yeah, a fine, rich mahogany. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have many, many leather-bound books. And then I have one on the bottom that I sometimes just add a little bit of distilled water to, just so I know that everything's getting covered. Um, and sometimes I go through, okay, if there are some cigars that I haven't smoked, I'm never going to smoke them. They were a gift, or it was something that was, I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't appreciate gifts. It's just somebody didn't understand me, and that's all right. And I know I'm not going to uh, utilize it. Okay, so they go, and I, I clean some things out you know, uh, every, every now and again. But no, it'll last. Of course it'll last. You know, and, and maybe I'd feel differently if I'd smoked 
if I had had this two years ago. Maybe it needed those two years for all I know. There's a bunch of people who will talk about something being, you know, the humidor aging and, and how it and how it helps, right? Mm-hmm. I have one or two cigars in there that have actually got some plume on them. Um, which call it a mold, if you will, adds to the flavor. It's really kind of really? fascinating. Yeah. You're smoking mold. Yeah. You, you eat blue cheese? No, I do not. Well, it's you should because it's delicious. Blue cheese is just a dream. You have five foods that you hate. Mm-hmm. What are the five foods that April Gregory hates? Actually, I need to re. I need to re go through that list. List. Do you want to do it next week? With your, your, with five your, foods April Gregory hates with your wrist. My wrist, my list with my wrist. Because uh, uh, sauerkraut used to be on there, and I've come around to sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's so delicious. So I need to take, but blue cheese is basically never leaving that list. Oh, blue cheese is so good. Sauerkraut on a brat, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, with a little blue cheese. I have. It's a dream come true. I, actually, that's probably that's probably very good. I'm totally willing to eat that. You know what? You get your list. We will eat your five disgusting foods. We have so many things to we do. We have a list of things we to do. We have so many things well, to do. I still need to have your popcorn. I haven't uh, had your popcorn yet. The Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast is where you're listening to, and you got to make sure you subscribe. Subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Write a review. Eat, Drink, Smoke is where it's at. The growth has been great, and it's because of you, and we're only asking that you help us grow even more. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow April D. Gregory on Twitter, April D. Gregory. Fingers Malloy is on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. April D. Gregory has the Smart Girl Politics podcast, and Fingers Malloy has the Snark Factor podcast, the Enough Already podcast as well. You can find everything of mine at TonyCats.com, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram and Twitter, Tony Katz. That is where you find me. Subscribe right now. Thanks to the good people over there at Fanimation and uh, Blend Bar Cigar. Fanimation.com, I should say. Blend Bar Cigar. We're coming back very soon. This is Eat Drink Smoke.